It's August the 1st, 2010. Christy Abrahams contacts police and reports that her child, six-year-old Kaisha, is missing from the Mount Druitt flat she shares with her de facto partner, Robert Smith. A large-scale extensive air, ground and water search gets underway, but a week later it's called off as police are unable to locate the missing child. This will be one of the most shocking crimes in Australian history. Hi, I'm your host Cambo. Grab a beer and pull up a deck chair. This is True Crime Island, another true crime podcast. Okay, so this episode is the sad story of little Kaisha Weepit. What I want to first do is uh, play for you the Triple O emergency call that Christy Abrahams made as it will set the stage for what was to happen. Hi, I've just gotten up and I've went to the toilet. I've realised that my front door was open and my daughter's not here. Okay, what's your address? It's Miss Dane's like 342, it looks like Avenue Mount Joyce. Okay. You just get the police on their way out there, okay? How old is your daughter? She's six. She's six? Yes. Have you checked all the units? No, 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 I'm just putting up. Okay, what's your name? Christy, I'm my mum. Okay, Christy, what's your last name? Abraham. Yeah, and what's your um, phone number there? Um, I don't, I've just got the mobile, I don't know the mobile number. Okay. What's your mobile? I oh, don't know, I don't, I don't What's know. What's your daughter's name? Kaisha. What is it? Kaisha. Spell it. K-I-E-S-H-A. Yep. Abraham? Um, yes. And she's six? Yeah, she's six. Okay, so she, as far as you know, she would be in her pyjamas, or you don't know? Yes, she's in her pyjamas. Okay. So what time would you have last seen her? Last night? Um, I put her out of bed last night, quarter to ten. Okay. And do you have any other family that live in the unit block? No. Any no. neighbours that she would talk to? No. No. And it runs off, of, what is that, Marina? Street? The corner street, there's Marina Street. Carwell. Okay. Has she ever done this before? No, no, no not really. Like, she looks at a window and shit, but no, I don't know. Is she tall, short, skinny? Tall, she's skinny, she's got blonde hair. She's Yep. And what colour jammies did she have on last night? She had pink pyjamas and a purple jacket, a purple pumpkin patch jacket. So pink pyjamas and a purple jacket last night? Yes. Okay. Just let the police know. We've got police. We've got everybody on their way out to see you, okay? Yeah, 
<laughs> and she's never done this. Uh, like she gets up and plays like in the middle of the night. She looks at I'm a quarter out of her window before a woman opens it. I don't, I don't think, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And you, is it just the two of you that live there? I've got a two-year-old and a three-week-old baby. And are they still there? Yeah, they're still here. They're still there? Yes. And have they seen the two-year-old? Did they, have they, have you quizzed the two-year-old? Can you two-year-old speak? Yeah. No, she was in, like, she was in bed. I was just up with me as well. We've all just gotten up. Okay. So the two and three-week-old are still there? Yes. And, like, the kids, father, he, he like, he's, he, he's here as well. He's, he's there as well? looking for her. Okay. All right. Now, Christy, we have got everybody on their way out there. So he's out yelling the streets for us? Yeah, he's going looking for her. So that's your ex-partner, is that right? Yes, that's the kid's father, yes. What's his name? Robert. Robert? Yeah, Robert. Robert who? Smith. Okay. And you've looked in all the cupboards? Yes, he's not here. I look everywhere. Do you have any birthmarks on her? Um, she's only got like a little one on her stomach. I've got one in the same place as well. Ear pierced? Yes. But she hasn't got no earrings in. Okay. All right, Christy. Well, I'm going to hang up. We've got police on their way there yeah. now. All right. If you hear anything before we get there, you call us straight back. I will. Okay. Otherwise, we'll be there as soon as possible, okay? Yeah. All right, then. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay. So what we hear is Christy making the call, but as you will see, it doesn't sound right for a mother that has just noticed a six-year-old daughter missing. So the call was made... August the 1st, and police immediately begin a search of the area. By August the 3rd, the media pick up on the story, and Abrahams, with her de facto Robert Smith, plead for the return of Kaisha. Abrahams seems teary-eyed, holding a tissue close to her face and wearing large, dark sunglasses. She pleads, Anyone that's seen her, can they please go to the police? Ask what Kaisha is like, she said, she's beautiful. Her partner, Robert Smith, told the media, it's been hell. Anyway, someone must know something, he said. Asked if he had any suspicions where she might be, Smith said, I have no idea. If I had any idea, we'd be there looking.
In fact, Abrahams and Smith at no stage joined the search for their missing daughter, which raised suspicions amongst police and the public. Smith went on to say the night before that he and Abrahams watched the movie The Golden Compass and then they put Kaisha to bed. Abrahams would tell police that when she awoke, she found the back door ajar and that Kaisha's bed was empty and she was nowhere to be found. Police would find that there was no signs of forced entry into the unit and that her blankets were neatly folded, which indicated that she'd not been snatched out of a bed. Police would commence a full forensic search of the couple's home, and strike force Jarrison was established to investigate further. During the search of Kaisha's bedroom, they found evidence of Kaisha's blood in many areas. Further interrogation of Abrahams can be found on the internet. If you go to Channel 9's 60 Minutes, they've got a page called Extra Minutes on their YouTube. Or just Google Christy Abrahams Police Interview. You really need to watch it to get some indication of what kind of person she is. Now, when cases like this hit the media, you're always going to have you're always going to get those people who say, I bet the mother and father did it. And in this case, there are a lot of people who thought that. In fact, after police interviewed Smith, he said that the police had accused him of killing Kaisha and had told him to lead us to her body. Smith wasn't Kaisha's biological father. Christopher Whippet, who was in poor health at the time, was also interviewed by police and was quickly ruled out as a suspect. So the full-scale search was conducted for a week and then called off with no real success. However, police stated that even though the physical search had ended at this time, that they would continue to investigate Kaisha's disappearance. As the days went on, People started to place toys, flowers and messages near her Mount Druid home, hoping that Kaisha would be found and returned safely. At one stage, a teddy bear fell onto a lit candle and the whole lot went up in flames. The family tried to stay out of the public view after the initial press conference and asked if their good friend and neighbour, Alison Anderson, would become their spokesperson. Alison agreed as she wanted to do anything to help the family in their time of need. As news filtered through that Kaisha was known to the Department of Community Services, or DOCS, which is the government department that would oversee child welfare, the suspicions that the parents had something to do with the disappearance heightened, especially now that it was known that no one outside the immediate family had seen Kaisha since July 11 at a birthday party for one of Smith's relatives held at a property at Londonderry three weeks before she was reported missing. In fact, she'd only attended school about five days in total and Truett officers 
had gone to Abraham's residence several times over the previous months, but were always met with a locked door. Kaisha had been taken off Abraham's years before because her biological father, Chris Whippet, told Docs that he noticed a bite mark on Kaisha's shoulder. After Abraham's attended anger management classes, Kaisha ended up being returned to her. So, January 31st, 2011, six months after her reported disappearance, police would tell the coroner that they now believe Kaisha was dead. Police had refused to rule out the possibility Kaisha was abducted from a Mount Druid home during the night or that she wandered into the hands of the wrong person. Homicide detectives said that they were now treating her disappearance as a murder. An extensive forensic examination of the family's unit failed to reveal any trace of an intruder. It's understood an amount of blood which matched Kaisha's DNA was found in her bedroom. Head of the investigation, Detective Inspector Russell Oxford said, I'm confident we will get a result here. So with no sign of Kaisha and no evidence of an intruder, the police seem pretty certain at this stage that they will find out what happened. According to Alison Anderson, Abraham and Smith's spokesperson, Abraham's wasn't acting like a grieving mother as she would continue to get her nails and hair done. At one stage, while helping the couple move to a new home, Alison was shocked when she saw Abraham's kicking one of Kaisha's jumpers out of the way, shouting that the fucking police say there's nothing at Kaisha's in here. Well, what the fuck is this? Now, you would think someone who should be grieving for their missing daughter wouldn't kick one of her jumpers out of the way. You'd think she would pick it up and cherish it. So now we get up to April 2011, and still no sign of Kaisha. Then comes April 22nd, Keisha's birthday. Headlines around the country would soon be buzzing. Christy Abrahams and Robert Smith are arrested after attending the burial site of their daughter Kaisha in the early hours of the morning. Police had been watching them since they reported Kaisha missing and patiently waited for their moment to pounce. Kaisha would be found in a bush grave at Shalvey, not far from her Mount Druitt home, and her body had been burnt. Soon, the shocking story of what really happened would come out. So between July 12th and 14th of 2010, six-year-old Kaisha Whippet was thrown against a wall or the corner of a bed, sustaining a severe head injury. She was then put in a bath and later put to bed. In the morning, she was dead. Abrahams and Smith then stuffed her body in a suitcase while cleaning up all the blood and disposing of bloodstained clothing and Kaisha's bloodstained toys. Several days later, on July 18th, a taxi driver confirmed he drove Abrahams and Smith to Bushland at Shalvey 
and that they had a large suitcase with them. They then took the suitcase to the grave they had pre-prepared, dumped Kaisha's body into it, then doused her with petrol and set her alight. Two weeks later, they would report her missing, sparking a huge police search. This search would continue for about a week before being called off. At this time, police were suspicious of the couple, as the story that Abrahams and Smith told had a few holes in it. First, no one had seen Kaisha for weeks before she was reported missing. When Smith told reporters that the family had watched a movie together the night before she was reported missing, police would check his and Abraham's phone records and find at that time they had made phone calls to each other, not something you would have to do if the person was sitting next to you watching a video. Also, Smith would tell undercover officers, I must have the worst luck, and I was like, I didn't do anything but I'm here. I'm in the picture. I'm part of it. She wasn't waking up or nothing. I was like, how can this shit happen to me? There's also a video of Abraham's, which was taped by undercover police on the 21st of April, when they pretended that they could help shift the body. This is time-stamped only hours before they were arrested. On the night of April 21, the couple booked themselves into a motel in Sydney. Smith's mother, Rebecca, drove them to Parramatta train station, where they were to board an eastbound train to Central. Instead, they boarded a westbound train, each carrying an overnight bag, and got off at Mount Druitt Station. They then bought a bunch of flowers at a local florist, then got into a taxi at the station, and were driven to nearby Shalvey, where they then walked into the bushland. Abrahams and Smith then spent hours in the area of Keisha's grave. They were arrested about 1am when they walked back out of the bushland at Freya Street. An autopsy would find that Kaisha had suffered extensive abuse in her lifetime, but could not determine the exact cause of death. Dental experts agreed that she had sustained at least three to five blows to the jaw before her death. When police arrived at the unit, Abraham suggested Kaisha had either wandered from the residence or she may have been abducted by someone who gained access via the unlocked door. Police say this can't be so, as the door to the unit was heavy and hard to open without quite a bit of force, and the deadlock on the door was broken and it could only be unlocked from inside the unit. There was also no sign of forced entry. When police executed a forensic search of the residence, they found blood in Kaisha's bedroom, in the master bedroom, on the lounge room floor and at the entrance to the unit. Abrahams would be charged with murder and Smith with manslaughter. Abrahams would plead not guilty, but change that plea to guilty on the first day of what would have been her murder trial. Earlier, Smith had been found guilty to manslaughter 
on the grounds of negligence and to being an accessory after the fact of murder. And he was sentenced to 16 years with 12 years non-parole. Abrahams received the following sentence. For the offence of improperly interfering with the body of the deceased, Kaisha Whippet, sentenced to a fixed term of imprisonment of 18 months commencing on 22nd of April 2011, expiring on the 21st of October 2012. For the offence of the murder of Kaisha Whippet, sentenced to a term of imprisonment of 21 years and 6 months, with a non-parole period of 15 years commencing on the 22nd of April 2012, expiring on the 21st of April 2027, with a balance of term of 6 years and 6 months commencing on the 22nd of April 2027, expiring on 21st of October 2033. The aggregate sentence is one of 22 years and 6 months with a non-parole period of 16 years. The first day upon which the offender will become eligible for release on parole is the 22nd of April 2027. When Alison Anderson found out that the couple were responsible for the murder of Kaisha, she went from their most loyal follower to the most outspoken critic of the couple. She attended court each day of both their trials, wearing the purple shirt designed for a Kaisha as purple was Kaisha's favourite colour. She would scream abuse at them, calling them dogs, and when she went to Long Bay Prison to visit Abrahams, she earned herself a lifetime ban after screaming, You rotten jail, you filthy pig kid killer. One thing I did notice about the couple, every time they appeared on TV, they seemed to have the latest clothing with Smith seeming to have an endless supply of baseball caps and branded sportswear, and Abraham's the same. This showed that even though they were near the bottom of the ladder in terms of income, they still made sure they took care of themselves rather than their children. Smith may not have been the aggressor in the relationship, but he also did nothing to stop it. He left Kaisha badly injured, and rather than get medical assistance, He just went to bed, then got up and took off to work. So true crime islanders, that's surely a sad incident perpetrated by a couple of sick individuals. And sadly, Kaisha's real dad, Christopher Whippet, passed away November 21st, 2012. So that's another episode wrapped up. Don't forget to look for True Crime Island on iTunes, Stitcher and Pocket Cast. Plus, you can always go to the website truecrimeisland.com where you can stream or download each episode. Send me an email at cambo at truecrimeisland.com. I value your feedback. I hope you all have a fantastic 2017. Don't forget to delete your browser history. This is Cambo, your host, signing off.